What's going on ladies and gentlemen and welcome to The Hot Tag with your host Erin and Julian. Erin, what's going on? More wrestling this week boys. <laughs> lots of wrestling. That's it, lots of wrestling and lots to cover. So, what are we in, the second week of the live sort of split between Raw and SmackDown, is that right? Yeah, we are. So let's see if they can continue with this uh, groove they've been following, you know, sort of if they can keep that momentum. Yeah, so we're going to go through our little analysis of what's been going on in Raw and SmackDown in the second week of the new era and whether we think things are rolling with it, you know, like rolling with Just it. Just rolling with rolling, it. Rolling, rolling with it. <laughs> okay, no more. I've seen a lot of ridiculous things happen in WWE, but that takes the cake. I... I'm the breakout star. I'm the guy who beat John Cena on his first night. For this week's Spotlight segment, we're going to talk about heels and faces in wrestling. So these, this concept of heels and faces, good guy, bad guy, yeah, hero, villain, villains, yeah. goes back a long way. Uh, I guess... How far would you date it back? Probably like golden era times, maybe? Yeah, With like reckon, Hulk Hogan, yeah, Macho look, Man? Definitely in that era. Um where the characters did have some sort of, like, backstory and, mm. um, uh, like, reason to be conflicting with one another. Yeah, so maybe a little bit further back than that as well with the whole yeah. NWA, uh, like, Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, like, all, all them back all in the day, them. all, all yep. the veterans. But I guess the, the main, yeah, principle of it is so that the fans have someone specific to cheer for. And I guess now, in the new era more than ever, this isn't so important that we have heels and faces. And I think that's apparent in the SummerSlam matches that we have for the titles. We don't know who to go for. <laughs> that's right. We're actually torn for choice as for who to cheer for. And I think that's good. WWE are finally picking up on that because for so long it's been, we're heel going to have face, to have a bad face, guy and a good guy. Face, yeah, and yeah. a good guy will always win, which isn't what we want oh, anymore. Well, look, not always, but... Um... I know you're big on it. I know, that you, <laughs> I know yeah, you enjoy it. I love it. Even though I love like both sides. You yeah. Know? Um, but yes, yeah, SummerSlam, no real clear heels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except for, I guess, um, you know, the exception of the other matches like uh, Styles, uh, oh, Charlotte, yeah, of course. obviously. So it's still a really important dynamic, but I think more now than ever, it's not as important, especially when we're in this whole, the real reality era, not the last reality era <laughs> that we just had with Total Divas and Oh, we, we do not reality. talk about yeah, this. Yeah, can we not ever again? But... <laughs> I think now more than ever it is really it resonates with the fans because they see people like themselves out there yeah. that they want to cheer for. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, normal guys that they want to back. More than ever, we feel more of a resent to push against what we're told to, who we're told to cheer for. I think that that's... <laughs> Roman. Yeah, that's evident. Why would we go back to John Cena, first of all? Oh, yeah, that's probably the best way. I think that's the, the origins of, of the whole... It's the, the <laughs> Cena effect. the face, yeah. Yeah, the Cena effect. <laughs> Everybody hated him all throughout <laughs> 2010. It was harsh. Yeah, because everyone was sick of seeing him win mm. all the time, being Captain America and that's the good it. guy. Everyone was bored with it. So they, they backlashed. <laughs> they backlashed. And the same thing has happened with Roman Reigns. He's been pushed to the moon ever since... Well, the shield broke up ever since mm -hmm. then. He's just been pushed all the way to the main event scene, arguably before he was ready. Yeah. Like, he's there, talented. There definitely he's a big wasn't guy. much, like, development yeah. going into his story. Yeah. Uh, it was sort of just straight to world championship. Yeah. But that's come to an end. Yeah. Recently. Yeah. Which we will get to soon. 
Uh, so a good example, like you said before, was Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, you know? It's, it's very, like, you know, heel and face. Good guy, bad guy. But we love them both because they're so amazing. Yeah, like, Owens is a cool heel. Yeah, he's, he's the cool... He's, he's you don't want to boo him. No. He comes out, you don't want to boo him. He's awesome. Because nah, he'll boo you. Who else is there? AJ. No one wants to boo AJ. No. Well, we do. We do, because we want him to be heel. <laughs> yeah, the kids do. That's what I mean. He's pretty ruthless, but it's... He's working it so well, mm. because he entered WWE as face, right, and turned heel when the whole club, I guess, yeah. thing started. Yeah. On that, with heel turns, what do you think of a double heel turn at SummerSlam with Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. Oh, just... Whoo, look... Wouldn't that I, be amazing? It would be amazing, and I I can see it coming from Finn. I can see a Finn, uh, Finn face... Finn, uh, a Finn heel turn, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, he'll definitely start something with the club. He's going to be a bad guy. He's going to be healed. Oh, I really hope so. <laughs> but anyway... We're fans at the end of the day, aren't we? Of course. And kids have different perceptions as teenagers, and teenagers look at it differently from grown men. So everyone has <laughs> their... their <laughs> yeah, they're all supporters of Kevin Owens, but I guess everyone has their favourites. What do we got over here? A cup of haters? This week in WWE News on Raw, we had the first mixed tag match of the new era, which is awesome. <laughs> which is awesome. Yeah, of course. It's not as good as Lucha, but hey, it was good <laughs> to see it happen, you know? Yeah, put them in the ring again together. It's always great. And I don't think there's anyone more deserving of that prestige than Sasha Banks, Sasha and, Banks Enzo Amore. and Enzo Amore. And of course, Charlotte and Jericho, because oh. they're funny. I don't know where that partnership came from. <laughs> All of a sudden, Jericho wants to support him, but yeah, support look, them, but... Um, Sure. Hey, it worked. It was good. Yeah. So off the back of that, we had the SummerSlam match announced earlier in the week, I think, with Sasha and Charlotte having their rematch for the WWE Women's Championship. That's right. We also had a bit of a stuff up from the ref at the end of that uh, mixed no, tag match. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, Aaron. No. I was furious. Not going there. Okay. Also, this wasn't announced on Raw, but it's been circulating the internet mm-hmm. that... Big Show will face Shaquille O'Neal at WrestleMania 33. Oh, spare the, the rumours are growing. Those are rumours since... Yeah, like, but they're getting that actually going to happen after WrestleMania? Yes. Fire But they're out. getting bigger oh, now. Oh, Shaq. And I, I think it's going to happen because they don't have anything to do with the Big Show. <laughs> so. So just build him up to this one match at WrestleMania? Yeah. <laughs> sure. I don't want this to be his retirement match. He's got to have something bigger than this. But then again, is it possible? I don't know. Also on Raw this week, we had Roman Reigns come out to contend Rusev for the United States Championship. This I like, Erin. This I like. Now all of a sudden everyone loves Roman. Isn't this just ironic? No, there was something good about his theme hitting. Like, I didn't expect it at all. In a mid-card tie belt. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. This is good. Very he's good. slightly changed his get-up. He's not quite. He's still wearing it's cargo still pants. It's still like the flak jacket and cargo pants, but he's gone for red instead of the gold. Uh, it's an outline sure. on a logo. It's, it's, it's not very the raw. Whole... Very raw. Oh yeah. But hey, this could be good. <laughs> Don't scoff at me. Too late. And to conclude, raw there was uh, Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar came out. Ollie. I love Paul. Oh, he's, he's the man. So, of course, hyping up Brock as always. 
uh, saying, going on about, like, how Randy will never hit an RKO. And (laughs) Randy, he must have been hiding for three hours under the ring (laughs) to RKO Brock Lesnar. It was spectacular, Aaron. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Oh, my God. And (laughs) he's doing the whole pointing to the back of his shoe. He's got hashtag out of nowhere. I don't don't like this new Randy Orton. It's really... He's really weird. Yeah, he's too happy now. Yeah, he's too happy and it's not Randy. Um, so he made a run for the crowd. It was fantastic. Oh, my God. <laughs> so good. So that was raw. <laughs> Moving on to SmackDown. <laughs> Brock Lesnar got his revenge. Yes, he did. Right at the end after a match. <laughs> well, the match didn't actually end. It was <laughs> Fandango <laughs> versus Randy Orton. I would have um, died to see that. Oh, man. <laughs> So, yeah, Brock came in, delivered a, a majestic F5 to Randy. Majestic. It was. It was awesome. In the start of SmackDown, um, we had another general manager spot, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, Shane and Daniel. Yeah. Okay, so Julia and I have been talking about this, and we don't know how much longer SmackDown can ride off of Daniel Bryan yep. hype. Oh, look, the, the yes chance will be everywhere. But, yeah. um, my God. Seriously, guys. Like, that's all they're running on. And also... There's not much else you, exciting happening. Did you notice that uh, Daniel Bryan called Apollo Crews Apollo Creed? Oh, how funny was that? <laughs> is it Apollo Creed, <laughs> Becky Balboa. Daniel. What's going on? Oh, no. Next SummerSlam match, Becky Balboa versus Apollo Creed. <laughs> no. <laughs> and that's another thing. Becky was supposed to vi- uh, fight Eva Marie. Oh, what Eva a waste Marie. of time. As if you can put more heat how, on someone. Oh, my how did, God. I don't know how. How many matches actually happened on SmackDown? True. Like, none. I think only, like, two that well, actually ended legitimately. Yeah, well, on Eva Marie, people were going nuts on Twitter because they're like, oh, women's wrestling on Raw and we don't even get a match on SmackDown. Yep. It's garbage. It's just garb. Just garb. Oh, it's not looking good for SmackDown. What are, you th- what are your thoughts on the whole aesthetic presentation of the shows at the minute. Like, new set designs, special effects, camera angles. very old school. You think so? Yeah. Like, even Raw, when they changed the logo. Oh, like, in that sense, yeah, okay. Like, oh, yeah, I'm talking yeah. about that. Um, I see Raw as that. Aesthetically, like, you're talking about, like, the arena, the stadium? Yeah, every, every, the visual elements. I'm still waiting for the big SmackDown fist to it's rock never up. Happening. <laughs> it's happening. Get it out of your head now. <laughs> um, look, I like it. It's very simple mm. and just, it's like, yeah, simple and appealing. I, I think, find. I think the set design, raw on its own, mm. in its raw form, n- not raw, but SmackDown and raw, yeah, right, right. Is, is very nice. It's clean, yeah. it's tidy, it's easy to look at. Yep. If you were a fan sitting in the audience, it would be good to watch. Yeah, exactly. The, oh, it's a bit hard to the, help. The, what's it called? The special effects and the the washovers, especially on SmackDown. Yeah. It's just too much. Yeah, it is. It's just oversaturated. Yeah, and the, uh, no, the I camera agree. angles. Like some... I get it. There's a lot on Raw. They mm-hmm. did it quite well in that first yep. week. They moved around a lot and yep. they gave the ring a bit of breathing room. Yep. They're kind of making it look like a French New Wave <laughs> film, like a. Yeah. Inter- <laughs> Artistic interpretive film, and the like of the Paris Artistic Award they're, goes to. <laughs> they're revealing the secrets of wrestling. Like they're trying to show you what goes on in the ring. But I don't know. It's just too You're hard for me. It? No, I'm not feeling it. Not but feeling it. it might just be something that I need that needs to grow on me because I'm definitely sick of those jump cuts that yeah. made me ill. But then again, this swinging cane cam- crane camera isn't making things much easier for mm, me. Yeah, it's a bit out of place, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway. Onto the CWC. Yeah. Whew. 
we had the conclusion of uh, the round one yep. uh, matches. And oh, what an episode, Erin. Yeah, really good. So we had a couple... We had four matches, right? Yes. I know that no one does through to the next bracket, even though no <laughs> one really seemed to care, which broke my, my heart a little, but that's okay. He'll come back. <laughs> um, but the outstanding match would have to be the last one. Uh, Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa. Wow. Yeah, my God. The boys did so good in this. That was just <clears throat> manly. Yeah, it was. It was just there's that, there's that part flying where, everywhere. Where, where Ciampa pulls down his uh, knee pad yeah. and then he's like... No. Oh, no, that was brilliant. Yeah. Oh, my God. Such good Just, storytelling. Yes, boys. It was very and good. And the, oh, the whole prepackaged interview yeah. going into the... There I was so wanna, much. I, I want to hurt him, but... I, no. What was it? I want to beat him, but, but I don't want to hurt him. No, but then he's oh, like, I, I will hurt you. I oh. will be the one who hurts you. Oh, but, brilliant yeah, just, stuff. There's so much went into that, and it all it all worked in the yeah, end, didn't definitely. it? And that finish at the end, <laughs> when they got back in the ring together. like that, together. That's an oh. iconic moment. That It is. It really is. So, beautiful moment there on CWC, and on to round two next week. Bobby Roode is NXT! Moving on to NXT news, we had the in-ring television debut of Bobby Roode. <laughs> Glorious. I know. No, no I'll no, give it no, <laughs> Glorious. Victorious. That's good. A banger. Absolute banger. So, yeah, Bobby Roode showed up. Yeah. And he spoke for ten minutes. <laughs> and I nearly fell asleep. It... Okay, don't complain. We've been waiting for this for so long. So Not really. Long. My my fear is that he's going to get the whole Eric Young treatment and he's just going to disappear. <laughs> One match with Samoa Joe, then disappears. I'm just really concerned. <laughs> Let's just hope things turn out okay for Bobby. Okay. So in the tag team division, we had Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano challenging for the Revival's tag team mm-hmm. titles. This will be good. This is happening at TakeOver, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Well, the tag division's really stacked in NXT at the minute, so... Yeah. So, on this episode, we did have um, TM61 yeah. fight the Revival. Uh, good match, but the Revival, obviously, came out on top. Yeah. Uh, also, on NXT, we had the tension between Bailey and Asuka growing to just these huge heights. It was pretty awesome. Um, oh, it's <laughs> going to be good at TakeOver, Erin. I can't wait. Yeah, I reckon Bailey's going to get it for a second time, obviously. There's no reason for her to still be in NXT. She's not going to win the title again. But wow. On to TNA news. We had a really interesting week in TNA this week. We had Jane Storm beat Eli Drake for the King of the Mountain Championship, which was a good match, really thrilling, and a really cool finish with a super kick off the springboard. Well, what's his name? Springboard. Jane Storm, super kick. Visual elements going into this. (laughs) Right. So, at the conclusion of that match, Bobby Lashley came out to challenge oh, for the no. King of the Mountain title. He did it. <laughs> He's going to be said a, he would. a walking heap of metal. <laughs> I can't wait to see what happens. I can imagine, like, he wins the title and he walks out just like Iron Man. It's, it's happening. Oh, no. This is ridiculous. This is getting out of hand, TNA. Anyway, EC3 was successful in the finals for the Bound for Glory tournament, which he will move on to have a heavyweight title match at the new pay-per-view Bound for Glory, which is, I think, soon. Soon? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so we'll be keeping our ears open for that one. Yep. <laughs> also, I guess this is TNAU's. Anyone who hasn't heard it, go out and listen to Broken Matt Hardy on the Chris Jericho podcast. It is the funniest thing you'll ever hear in your life. It's like an hour and a half long podcast, and he does it in character the entire oh my time. Goodness. The entire time he's in character. 
it's outstanding. And Jericho's talking to him about, like, where is the mad I used to know? <laughs> and he's like, I'm still the same mad. My soul is in a different vessel oh now. I have achieved enlightenment. Oh, he's just, no, he's just brilliant. He's just brilliant in every sense of the word. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. In New Japan, we had week two of the G1 Climax this week with some stellar matches. A lot of content to watch, though. A lot of content. It's like three-hour shows every night of the week. So mm. I try my best to keep up with it. However, I do have the current standings here. We have... At the top of block A, we have Kazuchika Okada, who's on 10 wins. At the top of block B, we have Tetsuya Naito, who's on 8. So there's still a, f- uh, a couple of weeks left to go, so that could easily change. But at the minute, it's looking as if those two will go head-to-head in the finals. I don't know if that'll be the case. I think Tetsuya Naito is a big favourite to win, however. Below him, we have Hiroshi Tanahashi, who was struggling at the early half of the G1 block, but has since built up a few wins in some really cool matches. He's a massive favourite, Tana. All the girls are screaming for him. <laughs> he's like the Dolph Ziggler of... <laughs> he's so like is he Dolph... here to show the world? Yeah, he's here to show the world. Awesome. Most definitely. And we also have Michael Elgin, who's tied with Tetsuya Naito in Block B, which is really cool on eight wins. Michael Elgin is he's really stepped up this year. He's done really well. He, he did really well last year, and he became a standout. But he's had the Intercontinental Championship this year. He's had some really stellar matches. So oh, big things are coming up for Michael Elgin, I believe. And also, I have to point out, there was a really good match be- between Katsuhiro Ishibata and my man, Kenny Omega. Hmm. And that's not bias at all. This, <laughs> this was a war, an absolute war. They beat the crap out of each other, and it was fantastic. So Katsuyori is sitting in Block B with six wins, while Kenny Omega is a little further down with also six wins in Block B. Because it's my job at the G1 this year to prove, A, a lot of these guys are washed up, B, a lot of these guys are overrated, and C, a mixture of A and B. Make sure you translate that, cutie. In local news, we have the OCW live event coming to on the 26th of August at the Whitehorse Club. Um, should be a pretty good night. I think they've got an OCW championship match going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cletus defending his title. And, uh, yeah, just some of the usual is going to be there. It should be pretty awesome. And a bit sooner, on Saturday the 13th of August, MCW are having their Fight to Survive show at Essendon Ukrainian Hall. There's a couple of cool matches going on here as well. There's MCW Inter-Commonwealth Championship between Jonah Rock and Mr. Juicy, hmm. who we love. The man. For the team advantage at Caged Warfare, ooh, I'll get into this in a second. Yep. We have Slex from TMDK versus Dowie James from MCW. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. And also TMDK versus MCW, which is this ongoing rivalry mm-hmm. between The Mighty Don't Fall and Melbourne City Wrestling. Mar- Marcius? Marcius Pitt yep. versus JXT, which will be fun. So also at PCW, on the 27th of August, they've got a really big show coming up. It's called Countdown. And it will be featuring what they're calling a taste of war games with not one, but two rings. Anyone who's not familiar with war games from the WCW days or NDW, I can't remember whether it was NWA or WCW. I think it's WCW. Mm. From the WCW days, Dusty Rhodes, innovator of the whole six. There were six rings at that time, six rings and a big cage over the top of it. And the wrestlers would just move in between the ropes of the cages in big tag team matches, I guess. Really interesting stuff. <laughs> it's 
going to be interesting. So something else a little interesting, some people might be interested in going to see, is Lucha Fantastica Cantino Brawl at Brown Alley on Lonsdale Street in the city. Promises Mexican folk fair, a combination of various fighting techniques like wrestling, judo, jiu-jitsu, grappling, kickboxing and boxing. Beautiful chicas, calientes. Caliente. <laughs> I'm enjoying this right now. Uh, mini wrestlers? Yep. I'm sold. <laughs> I'm, I'm there straight away. It should be a really cool night, and I think that runs from 9 o'clock till 2 o'clock on the 12th of August. So if you're interested in Lucha Libre and you want to check out what it looks like in the Melbourne scene, head down to that. It's summertime, and the living is anything but easy. Because it's time for SummerSlam! So WWE SummerSlam is just around the corner. To celebrate, we're going to talk about some of our favourite SummerSlam matches and moments. Julian, what is your favourite SummerSlam match slash moment? Well, you know I love my TLC matches. Oh, yes. So I've got to go with SummerSlam 2000 and the TLC match between the Hardy Boys, the Dudley Boys and Edge and Christian. It is awesome. Like, yeah. what more can you ask for? I know. Like, uh, like they've done it before, but Oh, it took them practice time, to, to work it up, but that was probably their best. Yeah, every time it's magic, you know? Mm. I love watching Jeff Hardy just dive and just dive. And you just know? keep diving. Yep, that's it. Dive for days. Um, yeah, everything just so much right with this match, you know? there's They've built that conflict so well between them that we know it's going to be great. And it is. It delivers as always. It's historic. Like, that... Those yeah. three tag teams have set the bar forever for yeah, tag exactly. teams, and like, I don't think that's ever achievable nah, ever again. No way. Um, so, yeah, look, I'm, it's always something I go back to and watch every now and then. Speaking of the Hardys, how about we talk about Edge and Matt Hardy at SummerSlam 2005 <laughs> and how intense that rivalry was. My God. Was. The whole, like, Lita yeah, and who so, she was with at the time. Yeah, so Matt was dating Lita for, what, six years or something? Yeah. And then... What happened? In the story, Matt yeah. got put on the shelf with an injury, yep. and then here comes Edge, <laughs> sly dog. He became the most hated wrestler in the world. <laughs> Legit, he did. What did they call him? Homewrecker. They like had signs. It's like oh, seven-year-old kids holding up yeah, signs. Yeah, he definitely so. earned the rated-R superstar oh, name yeah. during this time. Yeah, so that match was pretty lame match like I just rewatched it <laughs> for the rivalry that because they just beat the crap out of each That's other. That's all it was, And yeah. the match finished with Matt bleeding out yep. and having the, the match to be called off. Yeah. And so Edge like, just walked out with Lita. <laughs> it was just such a disappointment. <laughs> Everyone was just like crying. What a mess. What a mess. SummerSlam just makes me cry a lot of the time. I think there's <laughs> just a lot of SummerSlam moments to make me cry. SummerSlam 1991, Macho Man and Elizabeth's wedding. Oh. That's my go-to when I need to cry. <laughs> like, I'm not even ashamed to admit that. Other people will go watch Titanic and stuff for a cry. Or the you, notebook. <laughs> you go straight to SummerSlam 1991. Elizabeth, I love you! Oh, wow. oh, goodness, he's getting that, folks. He's building up his courage. I think maybe he's going to ask her. What's, he, what's that? <laughs> yeah, I think that just tells you where my life's at at the minute. <laughs> No, that was the, the the main event of that summer set was the marriage between Macho Man and Elizabeth. And it was emotional. It was very emotional, especially considering what was happening behind the scenes. They were going through a divorce at the time. So wrestling, 
Wrestling. Wrestling. Getting emotional now. Yeah, just a little. (laughs) Okay. But back to SummerSlam 2005 and family tragedies. (laughs) What about Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio? Oh. For the custody of Dominic. It was actually an amazing match. Amazing match. Yeah, what more could you ask for? Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio. Mm. They're icons. Yeah. So many crazy, like, ladder spots in that match as well. It was nuts. Erin, how about we talk about SummerSlam 2014? Wasn't that an interesting year? <laughs> the rival. Was well, it a well, rivalry, the, really? Or the year it just... itself was a bit interesting, but <laughs> I think this one yeah. match sums it all up. Uh, Stephanie McMahon <laughs> and freaking Bellas. Oh, and <laughs> Jesus Stephanie Christ. McMahon and Brie Bella. Brie. Yeah. Just I don't even I, I don't know where it originated from. I don't care to find out. No, like it's Why not it something happen? I'll go back and look for. But I know it originated the rivalry between the Bellas themselves, Nikki turning on her sister and <laughs> telling her she wished she didn't come out of the womb or something. She died in the womb. <laughs> it was She says I wish oh you died God. in the womb. That's something they have like left in the grave, they, oh, do, they, they don't ever bring that up again. Never resurrect that, seriously. They definitely want you to forget that about the Bellas. Yep, they, they want you to think they're happy. But, they want the, <sighs> the young fans on social media. But then they were all friends again six months later. Yeah, exactly, that's the thing. They swept it under the rug. I think it was actually voted like by the Wrestling Observer the worst rivalry of 2014. My God. Shocking. 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 So we're going to take you back to 2002 now. Brock Lesnar versus The Rock. The Rock, in I think it was his first title match mm-hmm. for the WWF Championship at SummerSlam. And he was he won. And he won. And which was unheard of at the time because all these guys that we know now who were huge stars didn't win their first SummerSlam matches. They were buried or whatever. But obviously Brock has just been a beast, beast <laughs> since day one <laughs> yeah. and for some reason just gets that extra push on everyone else. <laughs> yep. So the cover photos for the past, like, four years, I think it is, four or five years of SummerSlam have had Brock Lesnar as a centrepiece. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Over, like, overlooking the champions yeah. of the matches. I guess he's a, he's a money draw. That's it. People it's come exactly to see what him. it is. What's it, the greatest com- sports combatant yeah. ever or something like that? He fights, like, three matches a year and yeah. gets the big bucks. So good on him. Um, yeah. I, I think he's he earned it. in a crowd. I think he's earned it. Yeah. Especially... In the Ruthless Aggression era, he earned that reputation. Uh, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, ladies and gentlemen. So that's all the time we have this week here on the Hot Tag. This is Ez and Jules tapping out. Glorious. Glorious. <laughs> oh, I'll give in. <laughs> no. All right. Make sure to like us on Facebook at The Hot Tag. And also follow us on Snapchat at The Hot Tag.